Welcome to the Jordan and Kristen Rickard Show. The world is falling apart, but you don't have to. Join Jordan and Kristen as they discuss the challenges that face us in our decaying world every day. God has a plan for you to have victory and to be a light in the darkness. As the Bible says, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Now, here's Jordan and Kristen. All right, everyone, welcome to another edition of Jordan and Kristen Pray For You. As you can see, we're at Casa de Kristen tonight, and uh, we got a bunch of prayer requests we're going to get to. But before we do that, I want to talk to you about God's plan for prosperity for your life. Now, prosperity is a really difficult topic for a lot of people, but it's an important one, especially for this ministry, because only about... 10% of our 13,000 followers are actually in the United States. The vast majority of them, of you I should say, uh, are in what I would say are developing nations. And we get a lot of requests that have to do with um, uh, financial needs and things like that. And by the way, you know, for those of us who are in the United States, you guys should see some of these requests. I mean, our idea of economic hardship is really nothing compared to what a lot of other people are going through right now in Pakistan, in India, in uh, the Philippines in Fiji, uh, Papua New Guinea, some of the other places where uh, we have a lot of followers. So it's important, I think, that I bring to you a message of prosperity. But let me be clear about what prosperity isn't, okay? Prosperity, I'm not, when I talk about that, I'm not talking about these pastors you see who already have two jets and they're asking for a third one for $60 million because this way they can fly from New York to Dubai nonstop, Okay. That is a perversion of the prosperity message, and really it's actually just gluttony when you understand what it really is, okay? There is just no way you can justify on a dollar spent per soul saved basis that kind of ridiculous expenditure, especially when you consider we're also called to do things like feed the hungry and and clothe people who need it and and house the homeless, okay? Kristen and I have a, a worldwide ministry on a budget of something like realistically, a hundred bucks a month, and it's probably not even that much, okay? So you don't need a $60 million jet. If God blesses you with that kind of money, bless other people with it. Not Don't use it for self-indulgence. But on the other end of the spectrum are people who, for whatever reason, seem to think that God does not care about your financial well-being, like there's something wrong with talking about money. And if there is, then you better go through the Bible and take out pretty much every other page, because the Bible actually talks about money more than it talks about prayer, believe it or not. And one of my favorite verses about it, actually, is in the introduction to Psalms. Psalms is a great book. It gets a little repetitive at times, but I can't think of any book, not just in the Bible, but any book ever written that opens more powerfully. And I hope I have it memorized. It's basically this. Blessed is the man who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sit in the seat of scorners, nor, what is the other one? Uh, Stand in the place of mockers. Thank you. But his delight is on the law of the Lord, and on it he dedic- he on it he meditates day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by a stream that bringeth forth good fruit, and everything he does will prosper. I mean, what an awesome opening! Yeah. Blessed is the man. It closes with everything he does will prosper. And in other words, not just his spiritual life. But everything he does will prosper, okay? The Bible says later on that that God hopes for us to prosper in all things, even as our soul prospers. So for those people who say that prosperity is just about spiritual growth, no, it's about all things. And why? The Bible says so that we can give generously, okay? It's not for self-indulgence. So the, the idea is God wants to put you in a position 
Whereas they say in the Old Testament, you will lend and not borrow. Okay, so that's the idea behind the prosperity message. And Jesus says as much too. He talks about, you know, how, how beautiful the flowers are in the field. And he says, you know, King Solomon in all of his splendor was never dressed so well. And he says, look at the birds of the field, okay? They don't, they don't toil looking for food. God takes care of them also, okay? So if God can, can adore flowers so beautifully, and if God can take care of these insignificant birds so completely, how much more will he bless us who he loves? But here's the key. What does Jesus say next? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, and all of these things will be added unto you. Okay, that's the same thing it's saying in Psalms. They who meditate on the Lord. Okay, they who don't keep bad company. Seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness. And the most important thing you can be doing, all right, in terms of seeking God and its righteousness, according to the Bible anyway, is believe it or not tithing. We started to talk about that a little bit the other night. God says in the Old Testament, bring ye all, all the tithes into the storehouse, and I will bestow upon you a blessing that you will not have room enough to contain. When I was a child, actually, I had one of those little buckets, the, you know, the kind of you like take to the beach, you put sand in it. And uh, my mom, in order to illustrate this point for me, filled the whole bucket up with these sunflower seeds. We had these sunflowers, and we plucked the seeds out, and the whole bucket filled up. And it was just, I just was like five years old. I had to carry this, like, it felt like it was filled with cement, but it was overflowing. And, and I really understood what prosperity meant from that. And then later on, some birds ate the seeds, and I was like, oh, they killed my blessings. It's horrible. But... <laughs> The point is, this is the only point, the only time in the Bible where God really challenges you. He says, he says, he says, do this and I will prove this to you. Let me prove it to you. Okay. So God is asking you for the opportunity to prove it to him. All right. So when I hear people saying, well, prosperity, that's, you know, that's really not for me. Well, it's, it's not for you. It's for people who believe in the word of God. But what I'm telling you today is if if you are a Christian and you believe in what the Bible says, then you have no choice but to, but to believe that God wants to prosper you in all things because it's a pervasive theme. It says it inside and out. And so my prayer for you today, wherever you are, whether you're in, you're in some impoverished part of, of India where you, know, you have to walk miles to get water or something like that, or whether you're in the United States and we're going through this, this coronavirus thing and you're wondering, how are you going to stretch that 1200 bucks that the government's giving us to, to pay your mortgage and stuff like that? Good news. You don't have to participate in the world's economy, okay? You are descendants of the king. You are direct heirs to the throne, all right? God has your finances in the palm of his hands, okay? In fact, if you want to talk about one of the many miracles that occurred in the cross, we all know about, obviously, Jesus died for our sins and later on, uh, it, it said, surely he bore our sicknesses and our infirmities. Then the thing it actually says was, surely he was made poor so that we could be made rich. Okay, if you remember, all of his garments were stripped down. All right, he was made poor so we could be made rich. And that doesn't mean everyone's going to have a Rolls Royce and, you know, one of these Downton Abbey mansions on a private island. That's not what I mean. But I absolutely mean that having an, having an abundance of resources, succeeding in everything you do, and having enough that not only are your needs taken care of, but that you can be a blessing to others. All right, so that's my prayer for everybody tonight, that you guys understand that kind of prosperity and that God blesses you with it. So in Jesus' name, if you're watching this, I'm sorry, I know you're going to get your prayer in a second, but if Jesus, in Jesus' name you're watching this, I pray that God removes any barriers to prosperity that you might have in your life. If you haven't tithed, that you go tithe and you give God any money you haven't tithed in the past. That if you have any kind of unforgiveness in your life, any kind of jealousy, any kind of hatred, anything else that would stand between you and God, that you repent of it immediately. 
And when, you, when that happens, I think you'll see that, that God is not going to keep you waiting for very long, that God's going to pretty immediately put you on the path to success, and he has a way of really doing that with supernatural speed. So that's our prayer tonight. Again, I say this not because I want you to send us money. We don't ask for money, and we don't accept it because I don't want to compromise the credibility of this message. It's too important. But my prayer is absolutely for you guys to understand what it means to come into the abundance of God's blessings in all things, even as your soul is blessed. All right, so that's my my two-minute message, which I see went for eight minutes. I apologize. All right, Kristen, sorry about that. Well, I have just one comment about that bucket uh, with the birds eating the seeds that uh-huh. maybe God was teaching you a dual it was a dual illustration that the he takes care of the birds you know so he used that in in multiple ways <laughs> so how much more does he take care of you that's there right you that's true good point <laughs> awesome well thank you jesus thank you for who you are god we just praise you lord we just praise you we honor you we glorify your name god my prayer today on my heart is that we would know We talk about entering into a relationship with you, that when we become a Christian and you enter our hearts, God, and and we know the fullness of the Holy Spirit, and those of us who have been baptized with the Holy Spirit, that no matter where you are in your walk, sometimes with the noise and everything going on, Lord, it's sometimes hard for us to really stop and take an evaluation and say, God, we want a relationship. This is a Mm. relationship with you, God. You know, you look in the Bible, God, you you have set up a covenant with us. You have promises. And just like a, you know, marriage is a covenant, covenant there's so many other covenants. God, you love us. You there, That's an illustration with Christ loved the church, Lord, um, that we are your bride as the church. And, and we have entered a covenant, a, an agreement with you, God. When we give you our lives, when we give you all we are, we enter into that relationship with you, God, and you provide for us and you protect us. My God owns a cattle on a thousand hills. My God is stronger and defeats all my enemies. He defeats all your enemies, I proclaim. In Jesus' name, for every person listening to this, I pray that you would enter into a true relationship with Jesus, not just knowing that he's there. If you if you know the fullness of the Holy Spirit and 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 you or if you haven't yet i pray that each person is baptized with the holy spirit and, and knows the fullness of the lord and and hears his voice and in doing that doesn't just obtain it and then and then that's it i pray that we would all live continually god continually in you continually with your fire in us, just like Jeremiah said, I, I cannot hold back. Your fire is in me. I can't shut up in his bones, Lord. I cannot hold back from proclaiming the praises of you. And Lord, I just pray that each person would know, we would know that what it means to be in relationship with you, God. Lord, we talk to you, but how often do we listen to what you are saying? Lord, we 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 just don't take a moment to just stop. Even in quarantine times when we're in our homes, God, there's still so many distractions, God. There's still things that we make our idols and our God. Lord, if we're looking at the news or or entertainment more than we're looking at you, that tells us a lot about our priorities. 
you are not condemning us, Lord. You will love us. You, you bring us into conviction. You don't bring us into condemnation. You don't do it to make us feel bad. You do it because you're wooing us to yourself. You do it because you want us to enter relationship with you because you, you want to talk to us. When we're asleep, you just can't wait. Hey, hey, she's up. She's up. Okay, I can get to talk to her. When we're, when we're going to bed, oh, he's going to bed. I'm, I'm going to fill his mind with my dreams. I'm going to hold him. Lord, you, you are, you're perfect, but there is that, we see that with Jesus. It's perfect, but it, there is a, a level of, I don't even know if humanity would be the right word, but in your perfection, God, may we not put you as some far off deity, God, but may we truly say, God, our hearts are open for you to come in, for us to see you as you really are in all your fullness and wonder. And it's kind of, it's such a paradox because on one end of the spectrum, we can't even look at your face. You are so holy. You are so mighty. And and I just love Revelation where it talks about all the the angels around your throne and the and just the splendor is so, you can't even behold it. But on the other end of the spectrum, you are so close to our hearts. God, it, whisper, you whisper into our ears. How can it be, Lord, how beautiful you are, God? How can it be that the same God who put the earth in, on its axis, put the, the stars up in the moon and the sun in the sky and does amazing things and, and, and created all these everything and everything is under your foot, how can that same God be a God that is so close and wants my needs, wants your needs to be met? Wants every detail of your life, knows every hair on your head, knows every number of every hair, and is not just able, but is willing. How can it be a God who, who through his righteous anger, can go on your behalf and, and have judgment and, and, and against those who are your enemies, but at the same time is full of such love and compassion and for those who have gone astray will lead them in and, and is not willing for the one to be lost when the 99 our our shepherd who lays down his life for us god we want to know you more i want to know you more my friends listening to this we all want to know you more god i come on behalf of all of us and i say god will you reveal yourself to us in new, fresh ways. We need fresh revelation. Those of us who have been Christians for a long, long time don't want to get caught up in the fact that we know you and we, yeah, you're close. We don't want to ever take it for granted. We want it to be a newness. Those of us who are just getting to know you, Lord, we want to know you more, God. No matter where we are in our walk, we need you. And we don't just need you for the gifts that you give us, Lord. We need you because there's a void down in our hearts. There's something that can never be filled by anything in this world. Lord, we search the world over time and time again. There's nothing that can fill. You are the only thing that can fill our hearts. God, fill us with you. Fill us with your spirit. Fill us with your love. Descend on us with your fire. And your goodness, and may we say like Jeremiah, we, may we not be able to contain the joy and the excitement and what you've done for us. May we have on this on this broadcast so many of these prayer requests. May they become testimonies. May we may we just sing your praises, praises all day long, Lord. 
And may every single person listening know you not just as not just as their God, but as their their friend, their, the lover of their souls. The lover, your your love has ravished our hearts, Lord. May we know you in your fullness and we recognize you, God. I think of the the time in the Bible where it says their eyes were opened and they recognized him. Lord, take off the veil of over people's faces who who cannot see you, who don't want to repent, who do not, do not want to come to you, Lord. Remove that veil from their eyes, God. Let us see you the way you really are. Let us see you in your fullness, in your glory. For those of us who who are afraid or or just have these other idols that pop up, Lord, kick down those idols and let us see you. Let there be nothing blocking our sight from seeing you. And let us fix our eyes on you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Great job. Thank you. All right, we have a few prayer requests tonight. I know some nights we get like like 30 or 40 or sometimes even 70 prayer requests, sometimes fewer. It really has to do with um, the extent to which we're promoting the show at a given moment. And what we're trying to do now is kind of, I think, just keep it to a manageable number because I don't want to have 70 requests and I can't really... It's harder to pray for everybody individually and give everyone the time they deserve. So we're just going at a bit of a slower pace now. We're just going to do uh, five tonight. But these are, you know, these are important. So just because we've gone from 70 a few nights ago to, you know, five tonight, it's not a reflection of, of anything <laughs> other than that, you know, we're just trying to pace ourselves a little bit better here because we want everybody to get the attention they deserve. All right. So let's start with this. Um, Farouk asks that we continue to pray for Pakistan. I think he sent us requests before. Yeah, he sounds familiar. So Farouk, yes. we're going to keep definitely keep Pakistan in our prayers. It's a, a I think a predominantly Muslim country, uh, but it does have a significant Christian presence there, and so we're, we're certainly going to keep them in our prayers. I assume this person's name is Jesus, not Jesus, but we'll go with Jesus. Please pray for me and my family. Cheryl asks, please pray for me and my family and the whole world. I'll get to that in a second. Juanita had a death in her family today, actually, and so we're going to pray for her. And lastly, this one I'm going to keep anonymous, but she knows who she is. She uh, sent me a, a private message today. She um, has cancer, and she's awaiting a transplant, so we're going to keep her in our prayers. And not just keep her, you know, it's one thing to keep people in your prayers, but I pray with expectation. Okay, so I'm not just going to keep you in my prayers. I'm going to pray that your needs are met. And remember, when we do this, the idea is not only will your needs be met, but then you're going to transition to a point where you're going to pray for other people's needs to be met. So, Father God, in, in Jesus' name, first of all, we're going to pray for Juanita, who had death in her family today. We pray that you send your, your, your comfort, your Holy Spirit comfort to Juanita and her family. You fill the voids they have in their lives, and you just... You're just with them at this very difficult time. Yes, Lord. For our friend Jesus, who asked for prayer for himself and his family, God, you know the specifics of it. We don't, but you know the specifics. And God, we pray that you do a great work in, in Jesus' life and his whole family. I hope they all know, come to know the Lord if they don't, yes, that they all become missionaries in their own communities, if not elsewhere, that they are all prospered and blessed in all things. For Cheryl, I have the same prayer. She asked not just for her own family, though, but for the whole world. Uh, and, and we remember Farouk, who's asking us to pray for Pakistan. And we get 
we had missionaries contact us from India the other day. Yes. Another person from uh, Fiji was contacting us about that stuff. And I will just share with you that Kristen and I, when we're, you know, in our private time, I've been praying the last few days about an end to world hunger and, and poverty. And you think, well, that's just yoga babble. That's what the hippies, you know, campaigned against in the 70s. Oh, so, you know, global peace and no more hunger. How do you do that? Well, you know what? In the natural, it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. We're not going to end global poverty with uh, socialism. We're going to end it with, when, when people turn to God and when God provides his abundance. But I have, I have enough faith to believe for that. And here's my challenge to you guys watching this tonight is I think there are a lot of people with a lot of money who don't do enough to end poverty. And so the Bible says the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. And so I'm believing for a bunch of you to have the kind of faith to ask God to give you large sums of money so that you can give it away and help other people rise out of poverty. That's the kind of faith I have. I pray, I pray that God makes me a major philanthropist, okay, which is someone who has money not for himself but for others. Pray that prayer also. There's no shortage of money in the world, but a lot of it's in the wrong hands. A lot of it's in the, in the hands of, of corrupt people in government, in business, sometimes even people who are engaged in outright criminal behavior. A lot of it's in the hands. This is a good opening sermon. I should have done this. A lot of, this, a lot of it's in the hands of people who sell things they shouldn't. You know, mm-hmm. I'm talking about people who make you know, dirty movies and, right. and violent video games and all kinds of stuff. The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the uncompromisingly righteous. And so I'm asking a bunch of you out there to claim that today. Claim it as yours and pray it in so that we can start really putting an end to all this this poverty and disease, in particular in the developing world. And, and that's a euphemism, really the undeveloped world. Okay. She called the unraveling world, really. And And that's not meant to be an insult. That's meant to just to call out what it is. And to replace it with God, with what I think God wants for it. So, God, that's our prayer tonight. Is not only do I want, do I ask in Jesus' name that all of the needs are met for the people who sent us prayer requests, but that all of these people rise to the level where they can pray for the needs to be met in others, and not just pray for it, actually do something about it. Your word says, "Faith without works is dead." God, empower these people to do great works. Empower these people to give away money, empower these people to finance other people's businesses, okay, empower these people to be the great leaders in their communities who other people come to when they have needs. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right. I love for you uh, lead us in the call to salvation. Absolutely. So if you want to accept Jesus into your heart, now would be the perfect time. This is your time. Just follow after me. Dear Jesus. I admit that I have sinned. I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I make you my Lord and Savior. I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And if you prayed that prayer, definitely let us know. We want to know, you know, comment on the video or um, send us a message. Amen. All right, guys. Well, listen, thanks for watching another episode. Join us again tomorrow at 730. Well, we'll do it again. And between now and then, I'll think of a sermon. <laughs> it's Hey, listen, coming up with one every night is not the easiest thing in the world. But, uh, you know, 
we work it out, right? Do it during your court cases. There you go. Yeah, really. All right. So <laughs> thanks for joining us. Again, hey, do us a favor, please. Like and share the page. It helps us. This is our ministry. It's it's how we engage in missionary work. And it could be, it's really a shared experience. This is how you can help engage in missionary work as well. It's just sharing the page, sharing the videos with people who need it. Again, we don't ask for money, but we do ask uh, for you to, to share our messages. Not for our own benefit. God has blessed us abundantly. We're trying to share the good news of of God and the good news of Christ with other people. All right, so thanks again for watching. We'll see you tomorrow, 7.30. In the meantime, be blessed and be a blessing. joining us don't forget to follow jordan and Kristen ministries on facebook youtube and itunes and remember to tune in next week and every week on tuesdays at 8 45 on wmca the mission am 570 and fm 102.3 they say-